Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I am interviewing Doug Sands. Doug is a hypnotist, adventurer, and mental health advocate who helps people overcome struggles such as anxiety and depression. Welcome, Doug. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, you have an interesting background. I, I love this hypnotist, adventure, and podcaster, <laughs> adventurer, and podcaster. <laughs> yeah. But could you tell us a little bit more about your background? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Doug Sands. I uh, call myself the adventure hypnotist because um, I focus on working with people who are looking to live their own adventure, but who are really stuck in that anxiety state, that fear state, because that was me because I grew up in a pretty rural area where there wasn't a lot of adventure to be had. And so (laughs) um, I was always dreaming of traveling and doing these amazing things like doing these hikes and doing all these cool things outdoors. But I was too afraid to actually go out and step outside my own doors. And that all changed when I took some pretty radical steps, I should say. Um, I dropped out of college and I traveled across the U.S. doing some seasonal work. And um, I discovered meditation. And that was the first time I really discovered just how malleable and how changeable our emotional states were. And that really opened my eyes. I had struggled with depression and a little bit of anxiety most of my life. And so, knowing that I could, I could impact these things that had such a control over my life. It was just, it was, it gave me so much hope. And that hope really inspired me to go out and expand and reach for new adventures. And when I was talking to adventurers, I realized that so many of them had these same issues. So many of them had to overcome these doubts, these fears to even get close to where they were that day. So as you're talking about adventuring, I'm like, yeah, I've kind of been in some situations like in escape rooms that I would probably need some meditation before I went in there. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so how do we how do we overcome fear and anxiety? What's what's the secret sauce? Mm. So I blend quite a few of um quite a few science-based techniques to really give a whole package for my clients. Uh, my main tool is hypnosis, so that's why I call myself a hypnotist. But I also bring in tools from meditation. I mean, that's where I started out. That's where I... <laughs> that's kind of like the one nearest and dearest to my heart. Um, I bring in tools from yoga. I also bring in tools from like acupressure and energy work. Um, not so much stuff that's just based on like the placebo effect, but stuff that's actually tested and proven by science. And um, I would... So when a client comes in to see me for anxiety, the first thing we do is define what anxiety is for them, because what it is for me is not the same for anyone else. And what they want to work on is very specific. And so I never quite know exactly what I'm going to use until the client shows up for the session, because we have that first five to 10 minutes of defining what that anxiety is. And then I go through my tools and I figure out just exactly what would be the best tools for this, whether that's hypnosis, whether that's um, deep breathing, whether that's energy work or anything along along those lines. Okay. So what are some tips that um, listeners can use themselves to Mm. overcome this fear and anxiety? Absolutely. So the tools that I most often use, uh, the first one is called 7-Eleven breathing. And that one 
a lot of people call it, it goes by many names, I should say. And it goes by four, seven, eight breathing. It just sometimes goes by deep breathing. But the principle is that you breathe out for longer than you breathe in. And that activates what we call the vagus nerve. That's the nerve that runs from your brain to your heart and your chest area. It controls your parasympathetic control over your heart, your lungs, and your digestion, I believe. But you can reverse that effect by breathing deeply and breathing longer, breathing out longer than you inhale. You actually send signals back to the brain telling your brain to be calm. And so 7-Eleven breathing works like that. You breathe in simply for a count of seven, and then you breathe out for a count of 11. And it really helps if you purse your lips on the breathe out because, you know, it's kind of hard to do that just otherwise. Uh, That's the first one that I give out. And there's another one that's very popular. Uh, This one comes from a hypnotist out of New York called Melissa Tears. And that one is called Peripheral Vision. And to do this one, I tell people to... It only takes like 30 seconds. I tell people to find a spot somewhere in the room where they can focus their eyes, their attention. And it helps if that spot is above eye level. Because when you're focusing on a spot above eye level, your brain automatically shifts into alpha brain waves. And that is where we are. That's where we're at when we're daydreaming or in just a light trance. So you're already a little bit calmer. Oh, wow. But as you focus on that point slightly above eye level, begin to expand your vision without moving your eyes. Begin to expand your vision until you can see the periphery. And notice just how much you can notice without moving your eyes and see if just how far back you can go, whether there's a definitive edge to your peripheral vision or if it's just kind of fuzzy. And as you do that, your brain will automatically shift you into a more meditative, more trance-like state. And without even trying, your body automatically shifts into that deep breathing that triggers that vagus nerve that we talked about earlier. So those are the two most rapid techniques that I've got. I've got a few more if you'd like. I could keep explaining. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. One of my most popular ones with acupressure and like that, what we call energy work that comes from Eastern traditions is one um, officially called Jinshin Jutsu. I believe it's pronounced. And it involves squeezing specific fingers for specific emotions. And what happens when you squeeze a specific finger that meridian, that energy will gradually release and that emotion that corresponds to it will go down. And so typically I give my anti-anxiety relief clients the first finger and thumb because the thumb controls our worry, our general anxiety. And if you are feeling that, what you do, you just sit there and you take your thumb in your other hand and squeeze until you can feel a pulse and then just hold it and notice in about 10 to 15 seconds, what's changed about that emotion? And this is one that I do literally all the time. I mean, anxiety is something that I have struggled with my own life. And so that's why it's so important to me. And whenever it flares up again, that's the first technique I go to because unlike 7-Eleven breathing and the other techniques I give, this one works whether you believe it or not. This one really (laughs) is just so effective. Like you... Sometimes I've been standing here giving a presentation or um, about to 
go in and do something that would normally get my heart rate up and just really get me in that anxious state. And I'll just put my hands behind my back. No one even knows what I'm doing. And I'll just be squeezing one of my thumbs. But the other, t- the other fingers. So the thumb is for general anxiety. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm sorry on that one. So, so as you're saying stuff, I'm trying it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now I can't feel my pulse in my thumb. Is that bad? Am I not, am I pushing the wrong spot? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had run into the same problem before and it uh-huh. took me a while to really get it right. But, um, the point is not exactly to feel the pulse because there are some okay. days I can feel my pulse and some days I can't. Um, it really helps. I found if you squeeze right around the, the lower, right around the base of the first knuckle or between the okay. first and the second knuckle of the thumb, um, that's oh, okay. where I feel my pulse typically. Okay. Yeah. But awesome. the other, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but the other fingers. Um, so the thumb, as I said, is for general anxiety. The, for their the pointer finger is for panic and so if someone uh-huh. is feeling really anxious and whether whether it's being uh, about to fly on a plane when they're afraid or about to give a presentation i often have them squeeze their first finger and if they're not quite sure whether it's panic or general worry you could squeeze both at the same time i mean that's <laughs> just what to I be do. safe <laughs> absolutely uh, the middle finger is for anger that one's pretty easy to remember <laughs> yes the, it is <laughs> the fourth finger is for sadness and yeah. the fifth finger, the pinky, is for overthinking things. Oh, okay. Cool. So just squeeze that and hopefully that'll stop that mind spiral. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So we have breathing and, and our acupressure with our fingers, peripheral mm-hmm. vision. I love mm-hmm. this. What are some other tips maybe that we could use? Mm. Long term or short term? Let's see. Another quick one that comes from NLP. You might be familiar with it, Christina. Uh, it's it's called the body droop, and it's the it's probably the the, the most rapid um, physical state change that I can explain on a podcast. And to do this, you just have to sit in a chair, and it helps if you're you know in, in a place where no one's going to see this because it kind of looks silly. But what you do, <laughs> you sit in a chair and you bend forward at the hips. And just let your upper torso hang between your knees. And what this does, it reverses the blood flow and sends it up to your head. You'll feel this naturally. But um, that automatically changes your state. I mean, it's kind of hard to be in a state standing up and then a different one bends over like that. Yeah. And you just gradually pull back up one vertebrae at a time until you're sitting upright again. And then your blood will flow back. And then you just check in with yourself. With all these techniques that I mentioned... You should always establish your baseline first. And I use the, the SUD scale, the subjective units of distress. And that's simply that one to 10 scale that we see at, we, at the doctor is like, how bad is this feeling on a scale of one to 10? When you identify what that number is before you start, then you can check in afterwards and see where that number is. And you can see just how effective these techniques are for you. And what I encourage people to do is really trust the first number that comes up because that's your unconscious mind. That's your gut reaction giving you that number. And for me, I always thought I was making that number up. Like I'd picture seven and I'd be like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's an eight or like a six or something. Go with seven. <laughs> and uh-huh. that's your gut. That's your gut just talking to you. And if you find yourself arguing with yourself over what it could be, squeeze your pinky finger. <laughs> 
You got it. You got <laughs> there it. There you go. Absolutely. So now recent times too. I mean, we're, I love these. And what can you do? Like if you're laying in bed at night, trying to go to sleep or you wake up in the middle of the night and it just worry over, you know, what's tomorrow going to look like? What's, mm. uh, what's next? Cause you're that, you know, with 2020, who knows what comes next, right? Oh my so, gosh, yeah. 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 Any tips for that in particular, like either try having trouble falling asleep or waking up and, and not being able to get back to sleep? Yes, absolutely. I do. Um, all of those techniques I mentioned would definitely work. Um, they are some techniques I use when I have some restless nights as well. But the one I turn to most often for um, waking up and not being able to fall asleep again is this meditative technique, um, focusing on your feeling states. And specifically by that, I mean focusing on the feelings in your hands and then your feet and then your outer limbs. So, so what this does, when we're, in our, when we're lying in bed and are in our heads, our thoughts are running, we are in that, uh, that visual state and that audio state because we're talking to ourselves, we're playing, you know, whatever sounds in our head at that state. And those are not the states we want to be in for sleeping. What we want yeah. to sleep is to be in that relaxing physical state. And so by focusing your attention in that meditative state, first on your hands and then your feet and however far you go with this, it really drops you back into your body. And whether you do this technique as I'm about to explain it, or you just really feel what you're feeling, it's all about getting back into that kinesthetic state. So what I do when I have those racing thoughts, I focus my attention on my hands And I tell myself that my hands are starting to feel heavy and warm. And sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. It's it's not the actual outcome that you're looking for. It's the attention, the focus. Because when you say that, your brain is automatically questioning, well, do my hands really feel heavy and warm? (laughs) And so that gets your mind questioning into that kinesthetic state. And after... I say, you know, five to seven times I go to my feet. And then if my thoughts are still racing, I go to one of my arms and then to one of my legs and then my other leg and then my other arm until if I need it, I gradually go to my entire body is feeling heavy and warm. And simply by dropping into that kinesthetic state, it's usually enough to switch off that, that voice and that, um, those visual senses that I can then drop into sleep. And sometimes, sometimes I do get that voice in the back of my head saying, you know, you know, offering me this, this idea that I can come back to, you know, after the meditation is done. But usually by then I'm in that relaxed enough state that I can turn it down and then just go back to what I was doing was sleeping. Uh Uh-huh. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, um, before I ask you about services uh, and products and stuff, is there any other tips you want to share? Mm. (laughs) I know you've already shared a lot. I just want to leave space (laughs) if there is. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think I am going to leave it at that. If someone does want to learn more tips like that, uh, I've got the seven most powerful techniques uh, that I share with my anti-anxiety relief clients. They can find that on my website as well. Oh, nice. And now do you have, um, cause you do have a very soothing voice. Do, do you have any like meditation or hypnosis type recordings people can download? I do. I have four, um, 
pre-recorded audio tracks and they can find those links on my website. But uh, if someone is interested in hypnosis or is just really testing the waters on this, um, on my Instagram page, I've been testing out this new, this new idea. I give out free hypnosis every Friday. And it's only about like a 10 to 15 minute session, but it's not just like I'm calming you and giving you know some beneficial suggestions. I'm actually diving in and using the same techniques that I use with my paying clients. Like the first one was on anxiety relief, of course, but I've done work with like managing food cravings and uh, releasing limiting beliefs. And I've got quite a few of those um, in the hopper, I guess you could say for this coming year. So if someone is interested in just testing it out, that's where I'd start. Okay. So now your website, which also includes your podcast is anywherehypnosis.com, right? That's correct. We'll make excellent. We'll make sure that gets in the show notes. And then your Instagram, what is that one? That is at making your meaning. Okay. Excellent. Wow. So awesome advice today and already things that, I mean, I was doing while we were talking. So <laughs> I'm feeling really chill right now. Absolutely. Uh, what's your final piece of advice for our listeners? Mm. As you mentioned, you know, you, you were doing these as we were talking. They're so simple to do. And our emotions are just emotions in our head. And we got to remember that. We've got to remember they are just these impulses. And from the studies that I've looked at emotions, emotions typically run like 90, 90 seconds at most. If you actually sit down and think about how long a specific mo emotion lasts in your mind, it's so fleeting. And so I encourage people, whether they use techniques like these or other techniques that perhaps suit them better, I encourage them to find their own ways to control their own emotions, at least to some extent, so that they can live those lives that they really know they're ready to live. Mm, I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Doug. Absolutely. Thank you so much. If you'd like to learn more about Doug, visit his website at anywherehypnosis.com. Christina delivers her speeches to diverse global industries on a variety of topics. You can learn more about booking her for your event at christinaeans.com.